Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Episode 2, Season 11, How to Stop Enabling. Many of us who have or have had an addict or alcoholic in our family are often told to stop enabling the addict when we often do not ourselves recognize what enabling looks like. Deborah Jay just published a wonderful book called No More Letting Go, whose premise is that if we expect the addict or alcoholic to sober up, he or she has to hit bottom first. If we have that expectation, then we are dooming them to keep going down and down until they might just die. She claims the real question should be, what will make the addict ready to accept help? That's what hitting bottom really means. It means the addict is sick and tired of being sick and tired, has more likely than not tried and failed to sober up on his own, and is finally ready to accept help from someone else. In the meantime, she advises that the family plan a formal intervention, whether it's paid or not. There are many conditions that need to be met before an intervention can even take place, never mind whether it succeeds or not. I've been involved in a couple of them myself. If a formal intervention cannot take place for whatever reason, or if it's taking time to plan it out and it will, then we, by that I mean anyone who cares for the addict or alcoholic, can avail ourselves of the help available in Al-Anon so that we can begin to detach ourselves from the insanity of this disorder. For we're sick too. And we're not thinking rationally no matter what we say. We'll deny that we're partially crazy. Yes, we will, as I've been there and I know all about it. So while we get ourselves together, there are some things we must be aware of so that we can stop enabling. It's the enabling that supplies the fuel for the addiction. Enabling feeds the voracious monster we call addiction. I hate to say it that way. But sometimes saying it starkly gets the attention of enablers who might otherwise take their own behavior lightly. Let's talk about a soft intervention. It means It's a means of ending the enabling process. I know this will help you if you're struggling with finding some direction on what to do when your loved one is in the grip of addiction. These steps are not designed to control a loved one's drinking or using, by the way. Deborah J. says that we hope to make the drinking and drugging life so arduous that the alcoholic can't take it anymore and recovery begins to look good as an option. So here are 10 ways to intervene by ending enabling practices. Number one, stop reacting to what alcoholics do. When we react, they focus on our reactions rather than on their own actions. Our reactions become a vehicle for them to escape thinking about their own behavior. Two, don't lie, cover up, or make excuses. Each time we do this, 
We sacrifice our own integrity while helping addiction exist more comfortably in our own families. Do not argue with, plead with, or lecture alcoholics. When we do this, the alcoholic views us as the problem and nothing is resolved. So he's not the problem, you're the problem. Four, stop making empty threats. Set boundaries instead. Every time we set boundaries, we make a promise to the alcoholic and to ourselves. And do not break our promises. Five, stop taking responsibilities that belong to alcoholics. By doing this, we give alcoholics permission to become chronically irresponsible. Six, don't give money or loan money to alcoholics. This includes mortgage and car payments. You're just bailing them out. Number seven, don't bail them out of jail either. Pay their fines or hire lawyers. Eight, don't drink with alcoholics. Nine, don't try to control someone's drinking by dispensing a daily supply of alcohol or other drugs. That's been known to happen. Ten, do not do for alcoholics anything they would be capable of doing if they were sober. When we break this rule, we only succeed in convincing alcoholics that alcohol isn't causing them any problems. This soft intervention isn't easy, but it is a start. No one knows what will convince an alcoholic to get help. In my case, it was the threat of getting fired and then getting fired. In some cases, the alcoholic or addict will simply move away so that we no longer have any say over him or her, and that's been known to happen. Deborah J. continues, Soft intervention starts in Al-Anon. We change ourselves, then our world changes. Well, we hope that our loved one comes around. In the meantime, Al-Anon has given us our lives back. It's a spiritual journey that helps us live with our loved one, finally at peace with ourselves, one day at a time. I happen to agree with Miss J that anyone who sincerely works a 12-step program will become a far better person than he or she ever could have imagined. While we live in a dark space dominated by fear of what may happen in the future, we are without any positive imagination whatsoever. Our so-called imagination projects us into countless scenarios of what could go wrong. The what-ifs run our waking hours. And when we finally wake up in Al-Anon, we begin to understand the power of now. And we appreciate the value of living in the moment without fear. We are no longer alone and isolated. We are no longer unique, thank God, because we share a problem that many others have. So this is what we learned. We are as powerless over addiction and alcohol as is the addict himself. That does not mean that we cannot begin to set him up for an intervention so that he can learn the lesson for himself. We learn to focus on our own character development and free ourselves of resentment and anger. Four, we learn the art of detachment with love. We can sleep at night putting our loved one in God's hands. Five, we learn about our own codependency so that we no longer take responsibility for consequences that belong to the addict. Six, we learn how to stop enabling as in the examples mentioned above. Seven, we learn to love ourselves in Al-Anon, finally realizing that we do not cause it, we didn't cause it, we can't cure it, and can't control it. So those are seven things that you get from going to Al-Anon and sticking with Al-Anon, your Al-Anon friends. What have we learned about how to stop enabling and why? We'll learn that, one, enabling just feeds the addiction and makes it feel comfortable in our own homes. Two, 
we can begin the process of intervention with a soft intervention that will help us identify and begin to eliminate enabling practices. Three, one way to help accept the idea of non-enabling is to join Al-Anon where we learn the art of detachment. We love the addict, but we no longer tolerate or allow sick behavior. Four, the main ways to stop enabling serve to make addiction uncomfortable in our own homes. Our goal is to make the drinking and drugging life so arduous so that the al alcoholic or addict can't take it anymore and recovery begins to look good in comparison. And five, Al-Anon will teach us how to regain our self-respect so that we no longer take unnecessary responsibility for the addict's disorder. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.